Well, it's an exciting morning, isn't it? We're going to be baptizing some people this morning. I love baptism Sundays. We, um, as a leadership team, were challenged last year to start just putting baptism Sundays into the diary. And, um, and, and just be like, we're not going to wait for people to ask us. They want to be baptized. We're going to put them in the diary and believe God for new life. Believe God that... Um, our church is growing, believe God that people's lives are being transformed. And we've done, had three of those in the diary so far, and every one of them's had people in. And um, we've already, you know, people saying, oh, I might get baptized next time. So it's amazing, isn't it, um, what God's doing amongst us. It's so good um, just to see the baptistry being used after, you know, lockdown and all that sort of thing. It's, it's just a wonderful thing to be able to do. Um, so my name's Dan, if you don't know me, and uh, it's really good to see you. Um, just want to welcome you to this time together this morning. And um, we, uh, we as a church are in a season of what we're calling Prepare. So Phoebe, have you got the three Prepare slides? So we're going to make sure people know what their Prepare is. So we believe God's, or, or you could put it on before they... <laughs> so if you can guess or remember... <laughs> What the first one is, <laughs> the first one is prepare the heart. The second one is prepare the, and the third one is prepare the land or horticulture, um, as Alison told me. Um, and so we're in this season of preparation. We're not quite sure what God is doing, but we believe God is doing something in our day and he wants us to prepare. And one of the ways um, we do that is by preparing, I believe, our hands for obedience. And so that's what I want to talk about this morning. Prepare the hands of obedience. So if you've got your Bibles, uh, if you turn to Matthew 3, if you don't have your Bible, it will be on the screen. Matthew chapter 3, uh, reading from verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him. So just for context, at this point, John has been baptizing people in the Jordan. He said, come and confess your sins and be baptized. And so he has been baptizing people in the River Jordan up to this point. And Jesus turns up and says, I need to be baptized. Uh, I need to be baptized. So he turns up. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Guys, I, I think I say this whenever I read the scripture. I just love that. I'm well pleased. <laughs> it kind of doesn't, do you know what I mean? It almost doesn't sound like some, the God you read of other, in the scriptures in other places. It's a bit like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm well chuffed with that. <laughs> Side note. Um, but, um, <laughs> but in verse 15, note this, it said, Jesus said this to John, it is proper to fulfill everything, all righteousness. It is proper to fulfill. And that word fulfill means to complete. 
Um, in other words, this is how God designed it. It is proper that we do it this way because this is how God designed it. We must do it this way because this is what God has said. It is a command. And so we see Jesus, he comes and he obeys God. It's one of those moments where you see Jesus obeying the Father and being baptized. And we see this command to be baptized throughout Scripture. First of all, we see it from Jesus himself in Matthew 28, verse 19. It says, Therefore, go in the Great Commission, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then Peter in Acts 2 says this, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then Paul, referring to his own conversion uh, in Acts 22, he says this, Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away. In baptism, Jesus is obeying the command of his Father. And it is a command from God that we... As Christians, we as people who believe that Jesus is the Son of God that, rose, that died and then rose again three days later to save us, it is a command that we are called to obey. And it's a command that some of our friends are actively obeying today. Obe obedience is not um, just something we think about. It's not just a posture of our heart. It is an action. And that's why it's about preparing the hands of obedience. So what is Obedience then. A few years ago, I was at high school, um, and um, <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about how long ago that was. I was at high school. <laughs> you're only two years younger. Um, and um, you remember when you're at high school and you would have a fire drill, yeah, and the, the bell would go off or the buzzer would sound, all the everyone would like not run, walk sensibly out in their lines. And then everyone would line up, I don't, certainly in our school, everyone would line up on the school field. Um, and um, our school was quite big. It had about 1,700 pupils. And so 1,700 pupils are all lined up um, along, along this pathway uh, between two buildings. And we are stood there just standing, you know, waiting, wondering why we stood around for so long, what are the teacher's doing. And then suddenly, we were divided, the school was divided into five houses. Suddenly, the house I was a part of, the crowd scattered. Just in one go, right, everyone gone. Um, and um, we all thought, well, we've done our fire drill, we'll all go off, back to our lessons, that sort of thing. The next morning, we had our school assembly. And our entire house was put in detention. <laughs> About 325, 350 pupils put into detention. And that lunchtime, we found ourselves on the field, standing in that place once again, trying to... I don't really know why we had to do it again, but we, we stood in that place once again. What had happened? Why were we in detention? Well, the bottom line was that... No one was meant to run off at the point where we all ran off. So what happened? And I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said, well, what, you know, what happened? And he said, well, the thing was, right, we all stood there. And then suddenly there was a shout that came, and it said, Rackham, which was the name of our house, Rackham House is dismissed. And at that point, we all just went, because we thought we were dismissed. 
And it turns out that we weren't dismissed. And, and, but I'm confused because I heard the shout. Someone, someone called dismissed and we did exactly what we were told to. And, 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 and yeah, it just, I don't really know what happened. See, the problem was that shout had not come from a teacher. <laughs> that shout had come from a student. A perfectly innocent student, who, perfectly well-meaning student, who had seen one of the teachers doing this, meaning go backwards, move back a few meters, and had taken it to mean, everyone go, everyone go, be, you know, you're free, you're, go. And so all the students obeyed this command that they heard. And I can exclusively reveal, just a couple of years later, that I was that student. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I never admitted it because I got an entire house into detention <laughs> completely by accident. See, the obedience came. People just obeyed a random shout they heard in the crowd. They obeyed a random shout in the crowd. And we, as, as followers of Jesus, need to make sure that we're being obedient to the right voices. We need to not just obey a random shout, or even just obey a random Bible verse that we read out, completely out of context. See, God's design for obedience comes from a place of intimacy. It comes from a place of relationship. Jesus said, as in that verse I've read with the kids, if you love me, keep my commands. So we're going to very quickly look at Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Back in the Garden of Eden... Adam and Eva living their best life, and um, this serpent turns up. And it says in verse 1, Now the snake was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the snake, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You certainly will not die, the snake said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten, the fruit, uh, eaten from the tree from which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? A very familiar story to pretty much all of us, I'd imagine. But I want to pick out just God's response in those moments. Where are you? 
What is this you have done? Who told you? You can hear the cries in God's heart in that moment. You can hear the pain in his heart in that moment. And I believe that's because this story is all about intimacy and trust. See, God's design is for a place where he can walk with his people. He was walking through the garden in the cool of the day. His design is for that place where he can be with us. But with it, he asks us to trust him. He asks them to trust and believe his ways. He asks them to trust how he, divine, how he defines good and evil. He asks them to trust him and believe what he says and his ways. Notice what the serpent says. He says, did God really say? He challenges their intimacy. You know, if I'm in a conversation with someone and then I come away and someone says, did that person really say? It immediately challenges my relationship with that person. Did God really say? He challenges their intimacy. And obviously we know the fallout and we know what happened after that. Obedience is an act of intimacy. Jesus says this in Matthew 22, verse 7, when he's asked what the greatest commandment of all is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your soul. He wants to be intimate with us. And so we come to this story of baptism with Jesus. Jesus, the son, obediently doing what his father says. A step of obedience that comes out of a place of intimacy with his father. And what happens? Blessing comes. Blessing comes upon Jesus Blessing comes from obedience. We know this, it's scriptural. If you go through the scriptures, you can read it. Just a couple of examples. Leviticus 26, verse 3. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you rain in its season. That's a blessing if you live in Israel. <laughs> I will send you rain in its season. Deuteronomy 4, verse 40. Keep his decrees and commands which I am giving you today so that it may go well with you. Do this so that it may go well. Joshua 1, which um, we've been looking at recently, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Blessing comes from obedience. But we need to understand the blessing may not look like we want it to. Right? If I'm obedient to God, it does not mean my bank account fills with all the money that I would like. Or the nice car ends up outside my house. Okay? <laughs> it doesn't mean suddenly everything goes really well for me. What happens to Jesus? Straight after his baptism, we haven't got time to read it this morning, but straight after Jesus' baptism, he is led by the Holy Spirit. And that's key. He didn't just wander into the Holy Spirit. He's led into the, by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days of fasting. And at the end of that 40 days, there is a period where he is tested, where the devil comes and he tests him. But the blessing of God that came at baptism from that moment of obedience equips him for this season. 
The blessing of God to Jesus in that moment looks like this. The Holy Spirit descends on him. Like a dove, it says. The Holy Spirit comes and it rests on him in that moment. And then God says, this is my son. This is my, listen world, this is my son. There is confirmation of who he is. And it is that that equips him to get through the season of testing. Because when the enemy comes to him, he challenges. He says, if you are the son of God. In other words, he's saying, did God really say that? Did God really say you're the son of God? But Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, equipped with knowledge of the word and knowing fully confident in that intimate relationship who he is, he gets through that season. He challenges. He was able to respond to the challenge that comes to him. And the devil runs away. See, as we step out in obedience, our lives do not suddenly get easier. In fact, word of warning, it may get harder. <laughs> there are still challenges. But God's blessing is that he will equip us with everything we need. From that place of intimacy comes the equipping for everything we need. As we spend time in his presence, he equips us. He pours his Holy Spirit on us. He reminds us who we are. And so we come to today, don't we? And, if, and for you guys that are being baptized, it's so good to see you. And we're praying and believing today that as you step out in obedience from that place of relationship with him, that God will shower his blessing upon you that he will pour his blessing upon you, that he will send his Holy Spirit upon you, and that you will know what he has confirmed and will confirm day after day over you, that you are children of God. Amen.